Let freedom ring this afternoon at 2 with Sean Hannity. Right before Joe Walsh at 5 on AM 560, The Answer. Dan and Amy, if you watch the Sunday talkies, and why would you? We can summarize them here for you. And then you don't have to endure the nonsense of it. Two questions repeated in a Pavlovian way by the fungible hosts of all these talk shows. Does Trump have the national emergency power to direct the military to build whatever structures he wants along the border? And two, why not just fund the small portion of the government that's furloughed and then continue negotiating with respect to funding for border security? Well, the big talk on Friday is that, you know, we'll have a pathway to citizenship for dreamers in exchange for the border wall. But no, no Democrats bit. Doc has always been on the table. Uh, and so here's uh, don't. Hey, does President Trump have the power? Does he have those emergency powers? The answer is yes. And, and don't believe me, conservative Republican. Believe Adam Smith, the incoming Democrat House Armed Services Committee chairman, who uh, answered the question posed by fungible Sunday talkie host Clinton Foundation donor zero. Does President Trump have the ability, have the authority to declare a national emergency, have the military build his wall? Well, unfortunately, the short answer is yes. Um, there is a provision in law that says the president can declare an emergency. Uh, it's been done a number of times, but primarily it's been done to build facilities in Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah. Oh, like the green zones. and Yeah. So good that it's been done to uh, create uh, safe spaces, if you will, for our troops overseas. So how about creating safe space along the border for Border Patrol? Works for me. Adam Smith gave the answer yes. Now, what about this other matter of, uh, hey, 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 just capitulate <laughs> and give the Democrats what they want, which is to the government shutdown, and then continue negotiating know that they'll, knowing that they'll be obstinate because they got what they wanted. Why wouldn't you do that? As if the answer isn't obvious. But uh, Lindsey Graham gives an excellent dissertation in response to that question on Face the Nation. Well, there are about 800,000 federal workers who are in this limbo, yeah. not being sure when yeah. they're going to get paid. So yeah. with that in mind, with them in mind, why can't you reopen the government while you argue about the things you just laid out? Why would you negotiate with somebody who calls you a racist if you want a wall, who gives you a dollar for a wall when the Democratic Party supported $25 billion in the past? We're not going to negotiate with people who see the world this way. We'll negotiate with Dick Durbin, but I'm not going to negotiate with somebody who calls the Border Patrol agents a bunch of Nazis when they're trying to defend the border against a mob. These caravans have changed everything. The reason you need $5 billion now and not $1.6 is the border is deteriorating in terms of security. We've got 11,000 unaccompanied minors coming mm -hmm. from Central America, and it costs us $750 a day to house these minors, and only God knows what they go through to get here. Uh, the Democrats see uh, our law enforcement officers as the problem. We see the illegal immigrants, the coyotes, and the drug dealers as a problem. Well, what about Until those people changes, who work for Homeland Security who are carrying out the policies you're talking about who are not yeah. going to get paid? Yeah. What about the Coast They're Guard? Yeah, they're being held paid. hostage. They're being held hostage by people who say you need one dollar to secure the border. They're being held hostage by people. So you don't who want to open the government and then continue talking. I do want to open up the government, but the goal is not to open up the government. The goal is to fix a broken immigration system. Bingo. Bingo. I'll tell you again, when Lindsey Graham is good, 
And it's not always. He's really good. He was good at the Kavanaugh hearing, and he was good on Sunday on this topic. For more on this said topic, we're pleased to be joined by Matthew Continetti, who is the editor of the Washington Free Beacon. Matt, thanks for joining us again. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. What about uh, President Trump's posture right now? Uh, I mean, I'll keep it shut down for months, maybe a year. Shouldn't take that long, particularly if he decides to exercise his emergency powers. So should he uh, uh, should he move in the direction of uh, unilateral action or should he continue this uh, partial shutdown theater with Democrats? Well, I think he's holding the uh, threat of emergency action uh, in reserve in case um, the, ta- the talks continue to uh, just be stuck at, a, at an impasse, which they've been for uh, you know, several weeks now. We're now in the third week of this shutdown. Uh, I think if it goes one more week, it will become the longest shutdown in history. Of course, it's a partial shutdown, which is different from uh, the previous record holder, which was the famous shutdown uh, between uh, Newt Gingrich and Bill Clinton in 1995. So he has that emergency power in reserve, and right now uh, they're continuing to be at a standstill because really um, neither side has much incentive to give in. But what about, I mean, the Democrats seem hung up on a concrete wall, and they seem to like the idea of a steel barrier wall instead of concrete, or is that just a stall tactic? Oh, that's a stall tactic. I mean, if you listen to Nancy Pelosi, I mean, she she's now saying that the mall, that the wall rather is an abomination, and uh, I'm I'm not sure she would extend that, uh, you know, or, or decline to extend that to the um, the steel barrier that you can see through. Um, this has become a really kind of a, a values issue for both sides, and that's why it's so hard to resolve because. You know, on the one hand, um, Pelosi is looking at the polls, and she sh- she sh- shows uh, she sees the majority is against a wall, and a majority is for opening the government. But then uh, President Trump's looking at his polls, and he sees that the Republican Party is right there be- beside him, and really believes not only in uh, border security but also having a wall. So until one side really begins to feel pain and pressure from their own base, uh, this is going to continue. Well, right, and it's being ratcheted up. I mean, obviously, uh, where the energy is on the left is not feeling any pressure per the celebratory reaction to Rashida Tlaib's call to impeach the MFR and Ocasio-Cortez on 60 Minutes yesterday uh, yesterday night saying the president is obviously a racist. That doesn't seem to me that that's going to facilitate productive talks going forward. That's right. Now, it's always important to remember that people like Tlaib and uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, they generate all the headlines, but they're really not uh, representative of the Democratic Party at, at large. You have to remember, mm. the Democratic Party is, you know, at, at, at its root, the party of the government employee unions. And um, there is a danger for the Democrats that if this uh, shutdown continues to stretch into months, as the president has threatened, those government employee employee unions are going to say to Pelosi and Schumer, "Come on, guys! <laughs> you know <laughs> these are your voters that are suffering. These are your campaign donors that are suffering, and you're you're continuing to kind of have them uh, hanging out there in the wind for what for five billion dollars, which is less than a rounding error in in a one day's spend yeah. of the federal well, I, government." So. Yeah. I actually think um, I have somewhat of a contrarian position. I think the longer this goes on, the more leverage President Trump has. Friday, they're not going to get paid this Friday, and that's going to be a big deal. I mean, TSA Union says that so far 170 agents have called out each day last week. 
and then you have Border Patrol agents, and you have ICE agents. So replace so them. Are, replace them? Yeah. Re- uh, I mean, honestly, you want to put, I mean, sorry to interrupt, Matt. Are but Ronald Reagan and the Patrick controller? Well, I mean, yeah. look, uh, you don't think that uh, there are people out there that would welcome the opportunity to get into uh, the federal, the civil service? Uh, let's put that to a market test. As needed. As needed. Right. Well, you know, uh, this is this is where the competing pressure comes in, which is that, um, you know, last week, uh, the first action of the Democratic House majority was to put these bills to the floor, reopening the government and kind of severing uh, some of the agencies from from the Department of Homeland Security bill. And, uh, you know, several Republicans in the House uh, voted to reopen the government. Uh, not many, but uh, less than 10, but still that, that was something. And then I think we're up to three senators, uh, Republican senators, saying that the government should uh, reopen. So on the one hand, you have the pressure on the Democrats from, uh, again, I think the, the public employees unions to the longer this goes on, it's going to say, you know, you're, uh, Pelosi, you're, you're, you're hurting your own supporters here. Uh, and then on the other hand, you have uh, the Republicans uh, who are in cycle in 2020, who come from, in particular in the Senate, uh, states that uh, Donald Trump did not win in 2016. And so um, who, who folds first? I mean, that's really, this is a, this is a poker game. It, it's it's going to come down to who, uh, whose pain threshold is higher. Now, when I look at Donald Trump, I see a guy with a pretty high pain threshold. So yeah. um, I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. Uh, speaking of uh, pain thresholds, so what about within inside Republican ranks, the uh, Romney op-ed criticizing the president, uh, as well as um, uh, Rick Wilson, the sort of consultant uh, uh, cable network gadfly, uh, not only going after President Trump on this whole wall funding shutdown issue, but uh, talking about his ten-toothed supporters uh how much real inertia is there within republican ranks to support a primary challenge or to back up the rhetoric of a mitt romney or even a rick wilson sure well i i would distinguish between uh romney on the one hand and um uh, the campaign strategist on the other oh i agree the romney the romney op-ed really is not much different from what he said in the past which is uh you know if the president says something that he finds objectionable, he'll, he'll say, I find that objectionable. On policy, actually, Romney doesn't have many strong disagreements with the president, especially on border security. In fact, in a subsequent interview after the op-ed was published, he said, well, I'm with the president yeah, on border did. security yeah. and the wall. Um, so that's kind of one of the uh, kind of the ironies of Romney. I mean, he, he's saying, uh, yeah, I'm going to criticize the president when I think it's necessary on tone. But really, when it comes to policy, for the most part, Romney is basically a Republican, as is as is President Trump. Um, now, you know, there's uh, there's some dissent, uh, obviously, within Republican ranks, a, a variety of attitudes toward the president, some public, some not. Uh, but I don't think the space is there for a for a successful primary challenge. You may find someone in the coming year um, declare. Uh, a, a, pres- uh, a presidential uh, primary challenge um, on the Republican side. But, you know, the history of these things, they, they, they don't succeed. Uh, that's one, I think, uh, disincentive for uh, a Republican to try to challenge the president at this point. And then the other reason is 
um, there, there's no room. The president continues to be extremely popular. You know, he's more popular now than other pre- other presidents who did take a uh, primary challenge um, from within their own party. So, uh, you know, media likes to speculate about it, but I don't see it happening at this time. He is Matthew Continetti. He is the editor of the Washington Free Beacon. Matthew, thanks as always for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. This is the morning show. More Chicago radio listeners are choosing. This is Chicago's morning answer on AM 560. The answer.